You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions. It is 21 Questions here on KC Sports Network. Thank you all so much for listening, watching, consuming KC Sports Network. I am so excited to be welcoming in one of the newest members of KC Sports Network uh, and an old friend from the AP days. Uh, Seth was there. This is Seth Kaiser, by the way. Uh, Seth, hi. Hello. How are you? I am doing so well. It somehow feels like every decision I've made, professionally at least, maybe personally, it's hard to say, over the last five years have led me to this moment, (laughs) us getting to... Because I'm thinking about right now, the last time I can remember doing a podcast with you, I remember it. It, it was the Chief in the North podcast yep. as part of Arrowhead Pride. And I distinctly remember, because this was like a year after you and I had even sort of met, maybe not even, where it was my 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 buddy Jake was like, hey, so my maybe roommate at the time? No, I think just buddy. Kent knows who you are and you should talk to him. And I was like, that sounds great. <laughs> And and then at the time, we we did the podcast together. I can't remember. Did we have some kind of catastrophe? Yeah, the whole the whole episode went away. The whole episode went away. I, I thought that was we recorded. Yeah. It was like I just remember like <laughs> it was ZenCaster, which I don't even Ooh. know if they're a company anymore. I uh, uh, it's like a you know it was like an audio platform and like the first versions of like podcasting. And I think we did like a whole show. We did an entire show. And then I think the whole thing got lost. The whole thing got lost. So I don't know if that ever, like, I don't know if it ever actually aired. Because we because we were just like, I because it was it was late at night, because that was the only time yes. I could record back then. It was then. like 10.30. Yeah. And <laughs> I just remember just being so demoralized, because that is not my space. It's not something I'm good at. And I also remember just feeling like a schmuck, because this is before you, you know, laughed me in in professional accomplishments in this field let's Everyone chill out to me terribly on the break i'm gonna i'm trying not to eye roll on camera but so just but i just remember feeling so terrible because at the time you were just starting in and yeah. this would have been like i mean you know my incredibly tiny podcast it would have been something though and i'm like Man, I'm out here making promises I can't keep. Like, <laughs> I'm, oh man, yeah, let's get you a little exposure, or let's just talk for an hour and nothing else happens. I think we wound up talking for an extended period of time after the show too, which is, by the way, like I think this is, a, I I will always contend that the best content. I'm sure the same thing for all new weird games too. The best content is probably the stuff that doesn't actually even make the show. <laughs> it's simultaneously by far the best content. And also stuff that, like, once every blue moon, or actually really not every blue moon, something that gets said that's like, man, I am glad we are not (laughs) recording right now. Because it's like, you know what I really think? And everyone's just like, wait. We're not recording, right? We're good? Okay. Yeah, you're good. Well, I'll just tell you, uh, Seth, I'm going to ask you these questions, but we're not actually recording any of these. So you can just give your unfiltered perspective on all of these things. I'm um, so tired of Briscoe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I need to say it to someone. Mm-hmm. I- <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I, I, I've got six questions about Briscoe. Uh, all of them are kind of mean spirited. 
Uh, that is, of course, Seth Kaiser. He is with Only Weird Games uh, here at KC Sports Network. We're so excited to have all of them joining us at KCSN, uh, also the Chief of the North newsletter. Uh, but what we do here, this is the Substack questions that we get are from the Discord. Uh, it's, you subscribe to the KCSN Substack. You get access to the KCSN Discord. Hundreds and hundreds of Chiefs fans. It's uh, Seth, it's kind of like, I, I, I don't, do you know what a Discord is? I've been told that you've asked me. So, okay, this is for listeners, too, because people are people are going to be upset. <laughs> I am aware of the Discord, and I'm aware of what it is, and I've had so many people talk it up to me, and I want to join. But here's what I do know. When Arrowhead Pride was a, a site that I will forever cherish as one of the most special places. I mean, I was there for almost 10 years. Um, um, if you include time, I was like a member and stuff. I was a contributor there for like seven years, eight years. But like the amount of time I wasted in that comment section mm -hmm. when, you know, back when it's like, oh, it's a Friday night open thread. Talk about whatever you want. 3,000 comments later, it just like, you know, and it was all me and Saints Cheese fan arguing about whatever. You know, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I just Kelsey know. crazies? Yeah, yeah, or Kelsey. No, no, that guy was the that, worst. Yeah, he was just a, he was a yeah. total... Bum. No, that guy would no more give way in an argument. I'm sure he's much more reasonable now. Um, I'm sure old age has started to soften him. Oh, no, so Maddie will tell you he's still in his 20s, but he's lying. <laughs> um, so, but I just know I'll, I'll lose so much time. But I do know what a Discord is, so I'm well, feeling pretty young at heart. We have a whole thread de devoted to the questions that we get for this show. So these are all coming from the KCSN Discord. And we get access to the KCSN Discord if you are a subscriber to the KCSN Substack. Or, hey, open invitation, Seth, because we had several people waiting for you to jump on the Discord. And as a member of KC Sports Network, I think we could probably sneak you on the KCSN Discord if you want. But I could probably do that. Well, well you know, Briscoe showed up like for like five minutes to slander my good name and then just left. <laughs> I said I think there's so many arguments you could get into with so many people like it's the AP comments all over again. I'm just oh you. I just I just don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. Well, now I probably yeah. make time. I, I you it's a drug. Actually, I get made fun of all the time because I'm not on it enough. I get yeah. on there to ask questions, and then probably like once a week, I'm consistently on there for a little bit, and that's it. It's it's bad. I'm probably gonna get dunked on for that amount of time too. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, Arrow asks, now that the game has passed, why do we think the Chiefs decided to roll with only one nose tackle and leave Keandre Coburn and Neil Farrell inactive? Say. Um, you know, the, I, I'm kind of interested in that because I think they were expecting more of a, of a rush based attack. I kind of expected them to really go with, you know, the two fatties approach. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they did that. I honestly, which I, it's so, so I've reached a point. I'm 38. If I don't know, I'm going to say I don't know. If I were to hazard a guess, I think they expected to run away with this one a little bit and be doing a lot of pass rushing, which I would like to see what Coburn can do there just a little bit. He could move a little bit in college for a real big dude. I'm just saying. It'd be mm -hmm. nice to see if he could. I would love to see what Coburn could do. Partly because, and see, I, I never know with cross-pollination, I might just step on some lab takes here to where it's just like, what are you talking about, Kaiser? But I just, Derek Nadi has somewhat underwhelmed me mm. over the last couple of years. And it's, he's not a terrible player or anything like that, but I'd like to see what Coburn could do. He was really stout in college and he had better movement. So you might as well at least give it a shot. 
I uh, yeah, I I like what we saw at Keandre Coburn. We actually got to talk to him at the East West Shrine Bowl this year. There's an interview you can go check that out on the KCSN YouTube channel as well if you want to see that. Um, but yeah, I'm I, I'm with you. Uh, Derek, I think Derek Dye's been fine this year. Actually, though. like honestly, I think you know he's been good. It's just I think they're making some schematic choices and they're trying to involve the linebackers a little bit more too. And yep. so there's some you know there's some if you're if you're not gonna use them you know for for that much i get maybe trying to make some other choices and hey look they got to keep just justin ross on on the on the active roster they got to keep on that active roster uh apes of spades asks i've uh, been thinking this for a while but after last night's performance could you see the chiefs bringing in zach wilson uh to back up mahomes in the future well if zach wilson plays like that i don't think they're gonna have that option no uh he's gonna get some opportunities for sure you know yeah. and it's like i think there's a little like he's gonna get some opportunities down the road it doesn't seem like the Andy Reid archetype for a backup quarterback either, right? Like it feels like no. he wants the veteran. He wants the uh, you know, he wants, you know, a little bit more stability and he's not trying to get too flashy. He wants more of a paint by numbers kind of quarterback, I think, out of his backup. So right. um said I got wants this, someone oh. that he can trust to come in and just, hey, here's the script. Yep. In case Mahomes goes down, we're not expecting you to be Patrick Mahomes. We're expecting to be Chad Henney or Matt Moore. Mm-hmm. Like those, that's the archetype. That's what he wants. Andy Reid becomes QB one when it's a backup. A million percent. And and there's an argument to be made that Travis Kelsey becomes QB two when there's a backup. Where it's just like, all right, it was kind of like again, you know, the divisional round last year, where it's like, all right, we're gonna target Travis Kelsey like 30 times, Chad, and it's gonna be okay. Just four yards, four yards, four yards. I had a little PTSD when Travis Kelsey took the snap. Against the <laughs> against the the Giants on the option play because the last time he took a snap in MetLife Stadium, he threw that interception against the, worst the Jets. Pick. That was such a bad pick. Yeah. And here's the thing: I have never seen Kelsey like I couldn't believe he actually handed off the ball. I know it was I, a good read. I, yeah, it was, good read. It, it was the right read. But I've seen him make the wrong read. Yeah. Was like, nah, I got to keep this ball. Hey, like he he's just not. Can't. We're not the oldie people getting old here, Seth. That's uh, true. Seth, well, yeah. Travis is growing up too. He, so. he he's a little old to be diving into the middle of that pile. Yeah, and, you know. Yep. He's uh he's he's doing well for himself though. Isaac Hugh, uh, was the Jets O line just good, or did our defensive line leave that much to be desired? What say you, Seth? You know, it's almost always impossible to to distinguish between those two things. Like when an offensive lineman wins a rep against a defensive lineman, you know. Was it one good, the other bad? Was it? And it's kind of hard to distinguish between the two. So what you're almost stuck with is taking what you know about the player and kind of extrapolating that onto the snap. The one thing I would say, the Jets, they did a pretty good job early picking up some of Spag's blitz looks. That's why I think he started rushing four because they were picking it up anyway. Um, and then overall, you saw them try to match up Hunt with Jones. And their right tackle did a nice job with them. Their left tackle did a nice job with them. They just couldn't quite match up Hunt the same way. It's a good offensive line. And so I think what happened here was a situation where the Chiefs have a good pass rush right now with one superstar and multiple guys. Carlothis is a guy. You want a, you want a guy in as your pass rush. You want FAU out there. You you want Mike Dan out there. But they're guys. They're not dudes. And I talk about that all the time. I think who might be a second dude. And this was the first time with a pretty good line that didn't really have any weak points across it. So you had guys that could take Karloftis one-on-one. They could take Dano one-on-one a little bit easier. And so there just wasn't that thing to exploit. So I think that was they, that was the first time they've missed that one more guy that they really 
I think, need to be consistent. Two more games without Charles and Minahue. I I am so... Do you... So I, I'm sorry. I, I got to ask you. Do you see the same thing I see when I look at his film from San Francisco and then this preseason? They, like, played him on the edge throughout almost all the preseason. And then in the final game, like... Ah, let's let you take some snaps inside against a backup. And he proceeded to just demolish the guy, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's a, an unfortunate thing that happened to you as a backup. <laughs> that you're in a scenario where this guy, who's a legit good starter, is going to get snaps against you because he's suspended. But when I look at his San Francisco film, I see the same thing. He's significantly, he's he's he's, he's an okay edge rusher, um, mostly power-based stuff. He doesn't really have a lot of moves there. From the inside, he's he's like a dude on the inside. Yeah. And I'm curious, that that's what I really want to see is him and Jones next to each other. I don't know what that does to Dana because Dana, he rushes so much better from the inside too. But I, hey, he he's also a good looper. So, he is, you know, yes. I think you go, I I got some, I mean, you you could, I mean, I'm into you and Dana on some stunts. Yeah, obviously, Chris, what he's doing, and then you know, you get a little speed rush, you know, speed rush up the arc from like a Felix. I mean, there's a lot. Of, the, yes. It's a good problem. It's it a is. good problem, and yep. I they will keep people fresh, and they'll you know there'll be spots for everyone to kind of pick. Um, you know, I, I think it'll it'll be all right. And George George just rushes psychotically, man. Uh-huh. I love it. That dude's motor is just undying and I love it. So it, it th- you you throw a Menahu in there and I can actually see why they went the route they went in saying I don't think we need Dunlap. Like they I think they've got enough really they made the right choice. There. They made yeah. the right choice and they're and yeah. they're going with the young guys developing while they do that too. So like I like yep. BJ Thompson. Like keep an eye on BJ Thompson at the end of the year too. Who knows? Yep. Like I think good things will happen there too. Uh Leighton why 44. Will wide receiver actually hold this team back from achieving their goal of going back to back? Could it? Absolutely. It definitely could. It might be a big enough problem that we look at the AFC championship game and right. say, okay, this team got challenged against band coverage and it didn't work. Um, will it? I mean, I, it, Mahomes, like who knows? Yeah. Like he, there's there's deficiencies on this team that he's masked before. The defense is playing great. Um, I think when we all talk, our job is to talk about the things that could keep the Chiefs from achieving their goals. It doesn't right. mean they will, but it's yep. the things that we see that could keep them from uh, from from achieving them. Uh, Christian Gumminger asks, Seth, what would be easier, converting a big athletic wide receiver to do Travis Kelsey-like tight end things or take a tight end and convert him to do receiving yak-like Kelsey things? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm going to take the cheap answer here and say neither. Yeah, yep, that's right. You can't. And I, this has actually become the new drum that I'm beating. Uh-oh. Now that Kelsey's about to turn 34. And honestly, he looks, you could tell, you know, week one he was hurt. You could tell he looks a lot more like himself. The Jets were just beating the daylights out of him constantly. That's one reason the Chiefs need someone to step up. Looking at you, Rasheed Rice. Anyway, but the thing with Kelsey, you cannot replace what he does. And you can't train anyone to do anything remotely like it. Especially, I mean, you know, the sight adjustments and the zone stuff. There's a reason no one else does that because no one else can. He just improvs too. It's like, yeah, it's it's just freakish, and he's always right. Like, do you think Andy Reid would let him do that if he wasn't getting it right the vast think, majority of the time? It's like, and I, I think what's more, what's more amazing about it, it's not that he's right; it's that they're both him and Mahomes are right. That's what's so incredible. It's like, yo, hey, yeah, I hey, look, I found space. I just went there, but like, 
if Mahomes wasn't about that life either, like they, they would, have, would to stop it. have a problem. Yeah. With it. yeah like, look, Travis, you can't keep doing this. But that's so funny when he goes to the end zone after that touch. I was like, I wasn't sure if you saw it. It's like, but you threw the ball. Like, what do you mean you weren't sure? And that's, I mean, it's just so unique, everything he does. I think that people overestimate the ability of of people to to really become that. Um, it's hard to be a, 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 a tight end that can genuinely do the stuff that he does in terms of some of the blocking, some of this, and he's not an inline blocker, but he blocks more than people think. And part of it is just Kelsey moves, Kelsey weighs 250, maybe 260, and he moves like no one else does. Mm-hmm. That's just, so um, the answer is neither, Christian. I'm sorry, it's a terrible lawyer answer. <laughs> it's a very lawyer answer. Uh, lawyers like to golf, and every golfer wants to hit it longer, straighter, and with more control. If you want to fast-track your golf performance, all you need to do is schedule a PXG custom club fitting experience. You'll meet one-on-one with a PXG fitting specialist, like our girl Alex out here in KC, who can fit you with uh, incredible new PXG Gen 6 golf clubs available in multiple head shapes to suit every skill level and dial them in to amplify your swing and show you visible gains in distance accuracy and forgiveness. These clubs are nothing short of astounding. And your only regret will be what took you so long to get fitted for PXG clubs. If you're in the Kansas City or Overland Park area, you can visit our local store located in Overland Park near 119th Street and Blue Valley Parkway. For the month of October, PXG is offering $25 fitting. So make your appointment at pxg.com or by calling PXG Kansas City at 913-396-6100. Again, 913-396-6100. PXG. Nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. It's more fun to be there for live Kansas City Chiefs football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Chiefs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back at it again on 21 Questions, and this one from Zach Similarax. In which catastrophic manner are the Vikings going to take the Chiefs to the wire but brutally fumble the bag at the end? (laughs) Somebody knows their Vikings history, I see. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm really... So I'm going to be there. So any Chiefs fans that are there, say hi if you see me. And if you could really just pretend like I'm going to be there with my wife. I don't really care about impressing her. She's stuck with me. But I'm going to be there with my older sister, Hope, too. And if you just treat me like I'm a huge deal in front of her so I can just grind it in her face. She's my older sister, so that's just how we roll. <laughs> I would love that. It's And just that way I could be like, Hope, it's okay. Mom and dad are proud of you, too. Like, I mean, only not as much as me, obviously. But anyway, I'm going to be there. My hope is that the Chiefs just do crazy things out of the gate. And then Chiefs fans just take over the stadium. And my brother-in-law, who's a good man but a Vikings fan, they can just relax and let the blowout happen. What'll probably happen, though, I'm guessing something catastrophic. The, I think we'll go with Vikings classic, a missed field goal that would have tied or won the game. That's a Vikings I, classic. I can do it in two words, Seth. Kirk Cousins. Oh, poor Kirk. Nope. No sympathy <laughs> for me. Uh... I, this is this is perfect. Uh, I'm gonna just retroactively ask th- this question. I'm gonna have uh, Tucker splice it later. But Casey from Casey asks, "How much does Charles Menehue impact the D when he becomes available?" Uh, I think we just kind of explained that. <laughs> yes. So my good there. I think lots. Yep. Casey from Casey does also ask uh, how the mosquitoes have been up there in the north, though. Seth, you know, the thing to understand about mosquitoes in Minnesota is that if you leave them alone, they will eat you alive anyways. So you just accept it as a fact of life. You use some of your stuff to make keep them away, and it's well worth it. Best place in the world to live six months out of the year. Mm. I uh, <laughs> I went up to I went up to Detroit Lakes and it's gorgeous. I I do got to give you credit. It is absolutely gorgeous up there. It's an amazing place. Uh, all right. So I'm look, trying to find the next question. Okay, Andrew Schnitker. What are you guys seeing that's leading to Sky Moore's lack of production? And should Rice and Ross be eating into his steps? Seth, I'll let you go first. I have some thoughts as well, but I'll let you go. Um, so I'll start with a positive thing and then talk about why it's not resulting in as much separation as I'd like. I th- are you trying to make a compliment sandwich where you say something nice and then... Okay. The only way I don't okay. criticize people. Okay. Uh, well, it depends curious. on the pe- the person. So... Briscoe. The reason why I was really optimistic about Sky Moore being able to be effective against man coverage, which is what they need. They need a guy who can do that. He really does have great releases at, at the line. He looks like you, you, if you would, were to just watch the first three steps of the snap, you'd say that dude's going to get separation, but his, his acceleration and, and speed is just not, it's smooth, but it's not fast. And so you see guys recover after those releases faster than I'd like, and they seem to be able to stay in his hip pocket better than I'd like. And finally, he still doesn't always 
seem built for the NFL in terms of running through contact quite the way that I would have thought because he was a smooth runner in college. But it's just, it's like he's 10 pounds too light sometimes. And so those those are the things are the issues he's facing. And some of it, he's been open on some snaps and things haven't worked out for one reason or another. But that's where, oh, and he looks like the same guy against zones um, that he did last year. And, and I'm not trying to be a, a hater or anything, but it just, I haven't seen another step taken forward there. And all of that combines to where there's some good there, but I just haven't seen a step. They, uh, in, they, I don't think they've been able to utilize Sky in the ways that he had a lot of success at the college level either. Is like, you know, like the slant, he was one of the best slant runners. I think we called him the best slant runner, you know, and best after the catch on a slant, you know, when we did the draft guide, it's like, he should kill the RPO game. He should be running the glance and the slant and, yep. you know, some of that kind of stuff to try to get run through. But, you know, if there's the, a desire to utilize him in the middle of the field, like some, you know, like they, they said, this is the juju. I don't think they trust him to run an option route. And I don't think he has, I think he's too tight in the hips to really be able to create separation in man coverage and, in, you know, on a whip route and, and, and execute some of this, this stuff particularly well. And then you throw in stuff like trust, I think there's a trust component here that's really planned into it. And, you know, look, he throws an out route. So they throw an out route to Sky Moore. Mahomes is wanting him not to drift upfield and is telling him on national television not to drift upfield and gets one more target after that. The rest of the Right. And you see some of the McCool Hardman stuff there Mm -hmm. because that that just kept happening. Mm. Yeah. McCool was there. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you knew that, Seth, but McCool was at that game. I'm sorry, that's a, that's a stray. Hugh Jackman was too. They both had equal. They both had this similar production, I believe. <laughs> I think Hugh Jackman actually got more TV time, though. Uh, <laughs> B. Higgs, Prince Felix asks, asks, when can we expect the only weird games and lab crossover episode? I don't know. Just you know, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Make sure you are. Uh, I don't know. I wait. I I'm not saying anything other than that. Just make sure you're subscribed. Hit the like and yeah. subscribe button. I, I feel like that that sounds like a that sounds like an, an I'm in town thing and Craig's in town thing. I I'll tell you I I'm not no I won't no I'm not gonna tell you actually I'm not gonna tell you anything maybe you don't well, just just everyone like and subscribe and, hit, and just just wait yeah for all I know there's plans here it sounds like there might be. But don't count on me for answers to that. I don't even know what I'm doing next on Only Weird Games. I did, Briscoe points me in a direction and I start talking. That is great information to know. And that is not in any way a hint to you either as well about what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> Zach Eisen, next year's, uh, assume next year's weapons are a core of Kelsey, Rishi Rice, Pacheco with a little bit of Kadarius Tony, Sky. Uh, and maybe a little bit of Ross. Um, what is the archetype of a real wide receiver that you would like this team to add? I have one. Uh, do you? Ha- I, I, I'll give you some time to think. I mean, I, for I'll, if for you were, go, if you go. Oh no, no, you go. No, if you if, if you've got one, I just I want to see a, I want to see a guy that can operate in the middle of the field actually like Juju does that has a good feel against zone coverage and maybe a maybe a more of an established veteran that can do that stuff. I know Rishi Rice will get there, and like I already think there's some positive indicators for him yep. for sure. But I think a guy that maybe can beat man coverage in the middle of the field a little bit more, and a guy that has some of that crossover with what Rishi Rice presents to the table, it's Juju. It's a Juju type for me. Even right. though 
Sky or not Sky, even though Rashid can do some of that juju stuff. Um, and I think there are some places that he can be the juju that that this offense desperately needs. A actual guy that can do that at a more, I, I think, in a veteran version of him would be absolutely splendid for me. I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way. You know, I I like the idea of it. I, and the problem for me, I'm I'm gonna wish for something that really at the end wouldn't actually work. <laughs> but it's just <laughs> is it Harvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. That would be that would be terrific. Like I would like a receiver who's able to separate at all three levels of the field in yeah. literally any route, win contested ball situation. Like, is that asking for too much? JJ uh, Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. Not I, would, I, would, I would accept him onto the team. I would love to see someone uh, like a more of a of of a true, and maybe this is you know what they think Justin Ross can be. I would love to see like a true X, hmm. someone who can win down the sideline in multiple scenarios and really force defenses. I feel like defenses don't fear the sideline that much against the Chiefs because with MVS and Watson, you've got maybe down the field, but that's mostly going to be like a post or whatever, right? Whereas they're just not fearing even like, even you want to talk about Juju. One thing Juju Smith-Schuster could do, he could line up on the boundary and catch a back shoulder throw. He did. And, it was like it was like a miracle when it was like, oh, about this team back shoulders now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like against the Niners, right? The first time they did that, I was like, whoa, that was like an infinity stone moment. I think Rice might be that guy too. Not not a not a pure X, but like a guy who can win those back shoulder throws, win contested catch stuff. If you know, I think he might have an easier time with that than catching just normal stuff. My 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 new favorite comp, even though it's not a perfect one by any stretch of the imagination. Rasheed Rice is Dwayne Bow reincarnated, and that's who. And if he if he becomes that, we're cooking with gas, man. I'll take but that. I would like I would like a ball winner type go, that guy though that can win on the sideline at all three levels, um, rather than just being just a deep threat or just you know a quick whip route or whatever. Uh, okay, so uh, Mike Denny, Andy loves self scout scouting after each quarter of the season. What things has this team done well so far, and the opportunities do they have to improve to their repertoire? Um, I think I'll pick I'll pick one on offense, one on defense. Yeah, one thing they've done well, I think, when they've leaned into it, which they haven't as much as I thought, would be some of the twelve and personnel under center traditional run game stuff. Um, which Andy, again, I'm I'm wishing into the wind right now. I would love to see Andy lean more into that, especially with some of their issues at receiver. I think it it blends naturally with Mahomes' skill set, play action stuff from under center. He's trusting Noah Gray. I yeah, mean, he, you know, like yeah, there's he, that, he, that matters here right now. That matters a huge deal, and and it really Noah Gray is just a good enough blocker that they can really force defenses to make some choices there. And so I'd love it fit Pacheco. Certainly fits the line skill set in a lot of ways. I think it leans into the strengths of the team and the way that teams choose to play the Chiefs. I would love to see them lean more into it. Um, on defense, uh, I really have enjoyed some of the, uh, like they've done a few things with like, you know, 3-3-5 type stuff and trying to get more linebackers on the field and really utilize, they, they've got guys with some good skill sets. And some of the stuff they're doing to work in Leo Chanel and work in the things that he does well now there's some things he doesn't do well. Like I don't want to see him in coverage that often. That's not really his his jam. But they've they've done some stuff to get the linebackers moving downhill or at, or in Chanel's case at the line of scrimmage that I've really liked. 
And so I, I want to see them keep kind of trying to lean on the the strengths of of some of those guys. I think Craig said he's, he does this charting three three five negative yards per play when they were in the three three five against the Jets. That's no definitely kidding. like the three three five is absolutely what I would have said too. Um, offensively, yeah, I think the run game has been solid. That the good variation in the run game too. Like you, to your point, it's not just under center. Like I think they've just been so diverse with the run scheme. I mean, even you saw yeah. the toss crack weak, the weak toss crack, you know, out of gun this week too against the Jets, and it worked. Yes, how often and I it, I hate yeah. weak side runs like that in the weak toss into the boundary, but like, you know, it worked. Yeah, yeah, no, we're, and that's that's the thing they they've diversified the run game a ton over the last year and a half. But one problem is it's remained diversified rather than saying here's the things that are working really well. Let's up that and maybe you know I don't know maybe we could run one fewer outside zone from shotgun with Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I don't know one fewer per game. That's all I ask is one fewer. Just, just, one. just lower it. Let's just take it down a notch. Uh, it sounds like you'd be betting the under on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Well, you wouldn't. You're a pastor. I would. The NFL season <laughs> is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5 on the NFL. That's code KCSN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner, Gold Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 and older age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. And Seth, I blame your profession for all of the legalese that I just had to read just now. <laughs> you know what? Don't blame the lawyers. We're just fulfilling the wishes of our clients. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the clients. Talk to your clients. KC Chris. I love this one. I have this one, and I, I probably should have given you some forewarning on this one, so I apologize. What are your what are your three? Well, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna. What are your three veggie favorite Veggie Tale songs? Your top three. How about I just give you my three and you critique it? Okay. All right. One of them's Barbara Manatee, right? No, that's a good one though. Number one is the Larry Boy theme song. Sure. Fair. Yeah. No, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. I um. Although I don't know if I'd have it number one, but if that weren't in your top three, I'd be like, what are we doing here? Uh, who covered Rumor Weed, by the way? The W's. Okay. <laughs> Remember that. No. Uh, Larry Boy's number one. His cheeseburger is number two for me. Sure. Uh, uh, and then uh, the theme song. Sorry. It's just, yeah. I'm, I'm too OG. Is there, and you said Barbara Manatee's in there. You got any others? You got any, any ones that you want to throw in there too? Uh, now, you know, technically this song came out after Phil Vischer was no longer in charge of it. So is it real Veggie Tales? It's hard to say. Nah, but I'm not going to know, know it. 
<laughs> no, the, the the pirates who don't do anything. Oh, okay. The yeah. actual the rely the rely K version mm-hmm. of that song. Uh, what do the kids say? It slaps. It's, I think it, they say yeah. something like that. It goes but hard. It, it's a banger. That is you know. tremendous. It's just the whole. I mean, the entire thing is fun. I oh. really enjoy it. I uh, yeah, I I definitely watched. Eat. I consumed a lot of Veggie Tales growing up for sure. Well, that's that that's that's how I knew right from wrong. Honestly, uh, yeah, like that's it's the yeah, it's scripture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please turn, please turn to uh, Larry Boy. Uh, all that uh okay mike denny you're both stuck on an island together and have to survive 30 days before help can make it who is the one third person between us two and who else uh from kcsn that you would bring with you i know my answer i think i know mine too oh you go first say it on three one two three craig craig yeah okay okay yeah no no i just he, he seems to know a little bit about a lot of things and a lot about a lot of things too. If it and was like, like so, yeah, he's yeah. just he know he knows the he, he yeah he's he just knows stuff. You and me would be like, all right, Craig, tell us what to do, and we'll do it. You are the king of the island, and we will make sure we survive by doing the things you tell us to do. He was I was literally in a group chat with him today about satellites, and he was explaining how like satellites and Wi Fi and all this other stuff works. And it was just like, well, yeah, magic. Y- yes, it was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he, he is just, yeah, it, it, he would, he would solve the world's problems if, if we put him in front of him. Uh, Nuja just asks, why does Brett Veach have what seems to be an inability to draft wide receivers? I, I want to give him some credit because I mean, I think Rushy Rice looks great. Um, and I think there's a lot of reason for optimism. He's pacing for about 600 receiving yards this year. He's and pacing. a rookie in Andy Reid's offense. Doing yeah, that. or as we call it, one Sammy Watkins season. Um, <laughs> you know, Sky. Yeah, we can talk about Sky. I think there's a specific reason McCole Hardman was drafted, and I know people want to like talk about D, uh, DK Metcalf, and they want to talk about George Pickens with Sky Moore, and I, I get some of that. I don't think it's fair to compare those necessarily because there are so many pieces of the draft process that exist beyond the on-field performances. Yes. And sometimes maybe you're, maybe there's debates about whether guys are on the board or not uh, in some instances, be it for medical or character or all kinds of other things. Um, right. But I don't know if I'm getting too beat up about you know, McColl for what he was was fine and probably justified the pick, even though you know there was so many other good players around him. Yep. And Sky might miss, but he might be missed. Sky might be missed. You're right, but I don't want to get too hard on Brett Beach for his wide receiver picks. If I'm being yeah, I would see. I would see how Rice pans out. Um, the the fact that they're all second rounders, I do think people continue to have unrealistic expectations for what a second round pick should be able to do mm-hmm. and a third round pick and that kind of stuff. Now the problem is he's like crushing it. With all these other positions, yeah. I really, I think Rasheed Rice, um, I think he ends up being a legitimate, legitimate wide receiver too. Um, and and that might sound like a, a diss, but in today's NFL, being a legitimate wide receiver too is a very good player. That's um, Juju, and in, in most, I mean, that's a Juju archetype. Just because he's wide receiver two prototype doesn't mean he's necessarily, you know, he's a productive player. Anyways. Absolutely. I that's that was one of the things I said about him was I think there's potential there for a more explosive Juju. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Because he accelerates sure. better. When he he accelerates really well. So 
That's a good player. Dwayne Bowe. He's better. He's better with the ball in his hands than than Juju was, and Juju is good. Yeah. Uh, Cheddar Bob asks a question <laughs> that is very important. Mm-hmm. This has been asked of multiple people. Uh, by the way. Okay. Who wins in a game of hoops between Kent and Maddie? And yeah, I need to know the answer to this one. Um, between Kent and Maddie. You know, it's tough for me because I actually haven't met Maddie in person. Hmm. I'd have to I'd have to meet him, get the measure of him. How um, tall do you think Maddie is? I don't know, actually. He strikes me as someone who's not particularly tall. But uh, you, you're quite tall. Now, to me, everyone's quite tall because I'm pushing, you know, five. I I didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but no, I think, uh, so I, I think, I'm just going to say, I think now, I'm just, I, you know what? I'm still going to have to give the edge to you, my friend. Thank I you. Just, you're 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 who I know. No. You're the you're the one I know. Plus, here's I the, just saw in your eyes how much that meant to you. Here's the it does. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Uh, basketball, the basketball smack talk. Like we, Craig, Maddie, and I, by nature, very like passive aggressive group. Like we're not we 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 you know real kings fixy cut each other's crowns. We don't try to knock each other down too much. Um, in real life, like on the show's different. Um, but no, like, but the, the, the ego comes out when we all start talking about our basketball game against each other. Like that's like, rarely does like any form of ego really show up in our conversations when we're talking, except for when we start smack talking about our basketball. Well, I, I remember this. And the reason I know that is I remember, was it Carrington? I don't remember who was talking about like, oh, you know, who actually can play and I think I asked, and I didn't even, I don't think I even added you in this question. I think it was Briscoe or someone because you and him have hung out more in person, a little bit more, like you know each other a little bit better. And I was like, so I mean, it's, it, you know, now I'm, I'm washed. I accept that. I'm, I'm 40 pounds heavier than I ought to be. I'm completely washed. I used to be able to play a little once upon a time, a little. Um, so I accept that I'm out of this conversation. You can't wait. You can't be five nine and wait two thirty and be part of this conversation. <laughs> you just can't do it. And I accept that. I'm okay with it. Seth, you've given us your age, your weight, your height, and I'm just waiting on your social. <laughs> so I I just remember saying like, oh, so you know, can Kent, you know, can he legit, can he legit hoop, or is uh, or, or is he just tall? And you like, I don't even think I added you in the conversation. You replied like, I mean this with all seriousness. Me and Maddie destroy anyone as that are part of I, Kansas City media in a lab two game. The lab would wipe the floor clean with any non-professional athlete trio. I'm just, we feel good. And I'm, this is where, this is why I'm glad that you thought Maddie was short. Maddie is 6'2", pure muscle. He's like 6'2", 230, 240, and it's he's just... Not, he's not built like a dude... Like your normal six two guy. No, he is. I mean, he was like a he was a defensive tackle, like at Pitt State. Wow. Yeah. Well, so well, uh, yeah. He's, Maddie, he's built like a guy you'd think is like five eight because I, he's pretty shredded. I am more skilled in basketball than Maddie is, and he will. Well, skill that. matters. Well, you said he's he's a football player. Well, he's just I I played football too, Seth. Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I held. I'm I was sorry. A no, it's fine. Dude, like, it's true. 
I had like 50 pass attempts in my life. Um, anyways, but no, Maddie, dude, Maddie is just insistent that he will just grind me to a pulp. Just, you know, just, just shred, just shred me to every ounce of dignity I have and just, you know, beat the brakes off me physically and push me around and play good defense. And that's where the debate it's, it's, it's more endure. It's like an endurance competition for him than the spirit of the sport. See, and that's just it. That tells me he's probably not a ball player. He's an athlete. He's, he's, yeah, he's not. He's, but that's, it doesn't matter in this scenario to most people. And that's really disappointing. I will say though, Maddie, Craig, and myself, I do genuinely think we would do extremely well in some kind of three on three scenario. Uh, no chicken tonight ask, actually asked Lab versus Only Weird Games who wins in a three on three tournament or a three on three game. I've just, I've, I've got it. We you got. Gotta, I don't I'm, think I don't know Josh's I'm, athletic history or Nate's really. Um, I'll make I'll make uh, I'll make Briscoe guard a giant Snickers bar and it'll be over. You know, <laughs> we're just no. <laughs> that's that's a diabetes joke. I'm I'm sorry. I wasn't good. That wasn't nice. No, that was incredible. <laughs> and Tucker, don't you dare take that out because that's incredible. And if you know what, if he didn't. If he didn't want jokes like that, he shouldn't have gotten diabetes. Exactly. So really. It's, it's his. <laughs> should have thought about that well in advance. Yep. But, absolutely. Uh, but no, I, no, three on three, I'm sure you guys would take it 100% of the time. That's, I, that, I have no doubt. I, I, I appreciate you thinking I could beat Maddie, though, because I, I thoroughly get owned in this. Well, you, because uh, you're, 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 you're a few years younger than me, and I'll just tell you, um, once you hit a certain age, you just stop caring. And it's sad, really. You're just like, <laughs> nope, I'm there. washed. I'm <laughs> washed. And that's okay. You just accept it. I told, I, I tell my wife this all the time. I'm like, all right, how much more money do I have to make to justify putting on a little more weight? Like, <laughs> hey, what's, what are the rules here? What's the Is scale? Like, yeah, what's that, the scale? The what does this look scale, like? Like a different, like yeah. a, yeah. It's like uh -huh. the crazy hot scale. It's exactly. just, it's exactly. So, so it's okay. You just accept that you're washed. So just you, I'm sure you'll stave off that time a little longer than I did. I don't know about that. Uh, I want to try to get through a bunch of questions here for a speed round because I, again, my lack of attentiveness, I asked for questions three different times. And I didn't see how many we actually had. So we have like 50. So we probably aren't going to get to all of them. Apologies for that. We'll make, uh, short. we'll make Maddie. Uh, so I'll, we'll speed round some back and forth. I'll do this one real quick. Bruce in the fort. Why didn't we draft Puka Nakua? We probably should have. Because uh, he's a BYU guy, and Andy Reid loves BYU guys. But Pukunuku has been outstanding. Uh, Br Bruce does ask, you know, if Andy was bringing him on slowly, you know, maybe he's not even what he is right now. And that's actually probably the case. Uh, no chicken tonight. Quick question, Seth. What's a big concern, bigger concern, wide receiver or the tackles? Oh, wide receiver. I agree. Uh, Rugby Fox, uh, can you please tell us why this guy isn't falling with this team? Because they're three and one. The defense hasn't given up over 18 points in any single game. Their offense is actually quite a bit above average despite stumbling over its own foot repeatedly. And it's quarterback by Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And they're the one seed in the AFC right now. Yeah, like, and I get it. They haven't put together a single, they put together one A performance this year, and that was against the Bears, to be fair. But, like, 
Do you guys realize the team that they just beat beat the Bills on opening night? And the Bills only scored 16 points against them. That That's a really good defense. Personnel-wise, and we didn't really have time to get into a lot of that, but like personnel-wise, that's maybe as good a defense as they're going to see all year, personnel-wise. At least for a while. I think it's funny, like, the, the Chiefs need to figure the receiver position out, like, before the trade deadline, and the teams that they're going to be doing it against are, like, it's, it's like two, it's three divisional games. Like, the get-right games are divisional games right now. Right. It's kind of funny to me, but there, yep. there's some bigger challenges, some bigger defenses up ahead. All right, Chief Golden Co., Jarvis Landry, Kenny Galladay, or Julio Jones? Sign one, go. Um, Galladay, I guess. I think it's... He's youngest of them. I think it's Jarvis for the role. Yeah, that's true. It's, Jarvis, that's all. That's Jarvis all can me. he can be. I, I hate he, him. I, I hate the option. Juju Light. Yeah, just option can run an option out of the middle of the field. I don't know. I, I I'm not. Julio might be the most talented. So maybe they just do that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, have you looked at R- uh, Rishi Rice's non-targeted snaps and just like is he getting open? What's he doing when he's blocking? All that kind of stuff. I've watched a little bit. I think there's some. He's got the he's got the chops to be a blocker. He got got on that uh, toss play or that outside run play by Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson he let him cross his face, but I don't think there's a ton of stuff blocking wise that's going to keep him from getting opportunities. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Or... He he had a terrific block on a long run against the Bears where he 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 sealed off a linebacker, um, and so I mean he he's got the strength for it and he he's putting in the effort. And if you're a receiver, that's really all you need on those things. I've only watched a little bit of his routes when he's not getting targeted. Right now, his role is so specific that I, I really think that I'd be lying if I said I could take a ton away from it just yet. I think um, one of the themes from him in college was struggling against man coverage. Yep. And I still think that's a thing. Yep. Um. So if teams are going to challenge him in man, it's going to be a challenge for him. And that's where I think another Juju, because Juju could do it all. Another right. kind of right. type like that. That is going to do it for 21 questions. Thank you all so much for asking questions, for listening, for supporting KC Sports Network. Thanks to Seth Kaiser, the chief of the North and one of the newest members of KC Sports Network for joining us. I'm Kent Swanson. We'll catch you later. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.